a good Friday to one and all. Oh man, it is finally that Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming back to Sometimes the Old Man is Right. As always, I am your host, Lamont Ferguson, playing the role of the old man. But this time, a little different. I'm the old man and the sea. It has finally happened. I have returned to work. A little difference, though. I said that last week, at this time, I would be back on the ship. I'm not back on the ship. I'm in a hotel uh, that is the preparation stages of getting to the ship. So, almost back on the ship. I will be in a couple of hours back on the ship. How you doing? Thanks for being here. Thanks for finding the show. What's the good word? It has been 634 days since the last time I stepped foot on a ship. February 17, 2020, I walked off of a ship, and it is now the time that I will return to a ship. 634 days. It'll be interesting. It'll be different. It's a little bit of nerves going on here, a little bit of anxiety. I'm the first, it's going to be my first show back on the ship. I'm also the first show of uh, the cruise. So the cruise starts today, and I will be the entertainment tonight. And also the first time working for a celebrity. So a lot of firsts here. There's a lot of a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety, a lot of nerves, a little bit of excitement too, all rolled into one. So this is episode eight. How about that? Almost a teenager. Okay, that was a jump. Eight, then double digits, then a teenager. Okay, there, fine. You happy? Yesterday was the first plane trip I'd taken, so that was 633 days since taking the plane ride. And it turns out that at some point around the 600-day mark, I forget everything. I got to the airport. I didn't know what to do. I was <laughs> I was wandering around as if it was foreign, like I was a time traveler. I went right past the kiosk. I know that you're supposed to check in at the kiosk. And yet I was like, oh, no, I already checked in at home. I don't need the kiosk. And then, boom, I went to go to the baggage drop because, you know, I already did all this at home. They should know. The lady flags me down. She's like, sir, sir, you have to check in the kiosk. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I started laughing because I'm like, I already know all this. And yet I panicked. I blanked out when the moment came. But after that, the travel was fine. It, travel is travel. Still travel. A uh, couple of flights. Did have a weird instance on the landing in here. I'm in Tampa, by the way. We were about to land. You know, you know that moment when you're about to land? You're like, hey, this is it. I can see the ground and we're about to come in. I see the airport and all right, here we go. Any minute and boom, we were up. We were going down and then immediately pull back and straight up. So that was a little uh, unsettling. To know you were that close to the ground, and now what happened? Then the pilot comes on and says, "Uh, there was another aircraft that hadn't cleared the runway." Like, oh, uh, okay, 
Well, then, uh, good thinking. <laughs> good, good on you. So that was my excitement on the uh, plane. But then I got here, got here to Tampa, got here to my hotel. I took a cab to the uh, hotel. And I'm going to say this. No one's phone rings more often than the immigrant driver of a taxi. No one, no one's phone rings more often. I'm a pretty busy person with a career and all and stuff. And my cell phone does not ring as often as an immigrant taxi driver's cell phone while he's working. There's always calls. There are always calls. It's almost like, are you running a radio contest, dude? What is going on that this phone is ringing so often? Your friends don't know you're at work? Like, is there a time where you go home where you could actually just talk to them? Or is do you go, hey, when I'm at home, don't talk to me? It It's insane. You're on the phone. You're driving. This guy has his phone. I don't know who he's talking to. It, and... I mean, as if he's talking to me, because it sounds like he's talking to me. And then there was a couple of times I answered, then I realized, oh, no, no, not talking to me. All right, talking to talking to someone else. Okay, all right. He's holding the phone. He's driving. There was one point he turned around to me and said, uh, I'm talking to my wife. Are you okay? And then I didn't know he was talking to me. I said, what? He, oh, oh, me? Okay. He said, yeah, I'm talking to my wife. Are you all right? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I don't know why he decided to check. Unless maybe his wife told him, hey, aren't you driving? Maybe check and see if your passenger is all right with you multitasking while driving. I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know who is doing that. Other than that's the only time I see it. Where people just are calling like crazy. There was one point in time he, we were at a light. And I think he decided, I'll just do my online shopping through the phone. We almost missed the light because I'm not going to speak up because I'm like, what, what's going on, man? So I, I, I hope all the people get some good gifts. That's what I hope. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Did I say that part already? Thanks for finding it. Thanks for bumping up the downloads from last week. I appreciate you. I hope you're well. I hope your week was good. As you've noticed, my week has just been a little hectic. It has been preparatory, preparation, getting ready for this trip, which I think I did everything correctly. I think I got everything. So we'll find out. The part of my preparation this week had to do with uh, making a trip to Walmart. Now, I, I, tr I try to keep my trips to Walmart down to a minimum. One, it's a it's a pretty good drive from where I live. We used to have another Walmart that was closer, but I didn't go to that one because that one was straight up ghetto. And this one is ghetto by how they treat the customers. And not necessarily in a one-to-one -one fashion, but just how the store is set up. There... You might as well just tell me what's not locked up in Walmart. That's a shorter list than what is locked up in a Walmart. And I noticed this trend 
years ago and it bothered me. And I went to post about it, about how everything was locked up and it makes no sense. And the items that were locked up at that point in time were items for, if you're worried about people in the hood and ghetto people, these are the things that should be unlocked. I stood once, this is what led to the post years ago, for deodorant, like 20 minutes. Because when you hit the little intercom thing, the person never showed up. And then there's other people. Deodorant, by the way, you heard correctly. Deodorant is locked up. Deodorant. Look, I I get that you are, what's the word that they're looking for? It's underserved. That's the new word that makes uh, poor people feel better about themselves, apparently. Underserved communities. Uh, but... Deodorant is a self-esteem type of thing. That's a thing where you want to feel good about yourself. Yeah, have that unlocked. I posted this about it and people in the grocery store community all came out and started like, well, they lock them up because those are the things that they're high theft items. Okay, good. Then let them be stolen. How many people do you think are stealing deodorant? What are the numbers? What are the actual numbers of people that are stealing deodorant. Hmm? Hundredth of a percent of the total sales, a total amount of people that come in? A thousandth? A hundredth? Hmm? A tenth? I know it's not one percent. I know it's under one percent. So maybe let that be readily available. Maybe the person that comes in that smells a little funky and then leaves not so funky, you maybe want to question them. (laughs) <laughs> maybe that, maybe that'll help out. Cut down the theft, the reason why the rest of us have to sit there and wait for an employee who never shows up to come. Is this, this reminds me very much of the whole mentality of it. Comedy clubs in Canada, they drop the checks after the show. It is the greatest thing ever because as a headliner, when you're on stage in America, when they put the checks down, any headliner can attest to it. That attention diverts from the show to the check. Everyone's attention wanes and they start trying to figure out what the check is. And you ask them, why can't they do this after the show? And they're like, oh, because everybody would run out. No one would pay. No one would pay. Really? No one would pay. So what is the difference between American and Canadian? Is it the border? The invisible border where all of a sudden there's no problem there? They pay? And yes, rarely, on rare occasions, they have people that run out. But it's, I I probably could count on both hands and have fingers left over. Hands left over, that'd be weird. Uh, But maybe, maybe I could count on hands and still have one hand left over for the simple reason that, yeah, it's happened a minimal amount of times. So this idea that we need to do this to protect this is asinine. Uh, I saw a lady in, at Walmart who was standing, I don't even know what section she was standing in. Like I said, everything's locked up. An employee walks by, she's trying to get his attention. He's on a mission. He's like, yeah, ma'am, I don't have the key to that case. And then she yells back, there's no way to notify anyone here. There's no bell, there's no button, no intercom. Then he finally comes over begrudgingly. Now, meanwhile, I'm listening to this as I've walked away and hear him just, oh, yeah, I don't have a key to that case. 
So I'm going to have to pay someone to get up. Okay, good. Do that. Actually do something. Because wherever you were walking to, I'm pretty sure is not important. Wherever you were walking to was uh, kind of certain that it was to avoid customers and avoid doing work. Yeah, paid someone to come over here. If you don't like it and you don't want to have to paid someone to come over here, maybe you guys have a little meeting where we go, hey, here's an idea. Why don't we stop locking up everything? How about that? Or we put a person that's right next to the case. Because this is ridiculous. Your theft, your items for theft, your whatever that is, what it's a loss, your loss and prevention, prevention loss, whatever that department is. I don't know anything about it. But I'm pretty sure it's very minimal. Matter of fact, you're probably paying someone to do this more money than you need to be uh, if you would just unlock all the shit. So that that was part of my week. Thanks for asking. <laughs> it used to be a big pet peeve of mine, customer service. I talked about it 30 years ago, how it was going down the drain 30 years ago. Then I stopped because I thought, uh, what's the point? And now I, I think I may have to go back and start talking about it. Not that it's going to change anything. This is a horses out of the barn syndrome here, but at least it'll make me feel better and maybe help other people feel better because the fact that they're all seeing this too. And nobody really complains. People complain about dumb stuff. That's what Yelp is. Yelp is, hey, would you like to complain about stupid stuff? Okay, fine. Because instead of complaining about the real stuff, uh, no one does that because we have lives. You know, what should be a Yelp complaint? That lady having to convince the employee to come over and help her get into a case so she could buy something. That should be a Yelp complaint. It wouldn't be. It won't be. Because that lady then got her stuff and then has a life and has has things to do. People that complain, no lives, nothing to do. Because they complain about minutia. So maybe I'll start complaining once again about customer service because this is insanity this this looks like it's going to be a short just check-in edition of sometimes the old man is right i only had one beef was well i guess like it looks like i had a couple of beefs <laughs> now that i think about it once again i get on i go i don't think i'm fired about something oh wait a minute i'm all fired up i will take a lyft or uber over to the port in about an hour or so and then spend the rest of the time checking out the ship and getting ready for the show. It's kind of important to me to do well on this first night on the show and find out what my approach is. I did see on the the itinerary as to how Celebrity <laughs> listed me, which I thought was funny. I'll talk about it tonight, but I'll also talk about it to you, the Mighty Seven. Uh, it said something like Lamont Ferguson is uh, oh clean, funny, charismatic. Those are the three adjectives just used. Clean, funny, charismatic. Clean, of course, being the, the first one that they use, which makes no sense because it's a comedy show. Clean is not the first thing you're looking for. Funny should be the first thing, then clean. Uh, but that's all right. But charismatic. Charismatic is one of those words. When I see charismatic, I automatically think cult. That's what I think. I think cult leader. Charismatic is one of those positive words that only gets attributed to horrible behavior and people. 
that's that's the it's a weird word you don't think about it when you when it's used it is used more often towards bad things than it is towards good things oh ted bundy so charismatic jim jones so charismatic so i i guess i'm there to lead a cult is what i'm going to be doing with my charisma <laughs> in olivia news Olivia's good, still collecting rocks, still a, a week of, of unbridled joy from her. She did say something uh, when I had to tell her again that I was leaving for three weeks. She said, well, who is going to walk me to school? And I said, well, I was joking around and I said, no one. I said, no one's going to walk you to school. You'll just be on your own. And she says... Well, then how will I make it across the street? I, I had a little emotional moment, which I, I may have one now. That your job as a parent, and it never ends, is to help your kid get across the street. Now, she's eight. She could cross the street if, if push came to shove. She would know. She knows enough to look right, look left, look right again, or left again, right again. You know what I'm saying. Look all the time to get across the street. Although the people in my neighborhood are horrible people, horrible people. And uh, we together have nearly been hit by cars because people just don't feel the stop signs apply to them. But that moment that she said, who will help me get across the street? Uh, yeah, I, I took a moment on that because then I, I told her, I go, no, your brother's going to help you. He's going to walk you to school. But as a parent... That's really all your job is, is to help your kid get across the street. And the street, I don't mean the physical street. I just mean in life. The street itself is just filled with dangers and people not paying attention and people that believe the rules don't apply to them. And you get your kid as ready as you can to help them get across the street. And you're always concerned. You're always concerned about them getting across the street. And so that that was crystallized by her in those words that made me kind of think, yeah, that, that is my job. My job is to help you get across the street. I am going to get ready and hop on a ship. And I hope that all of you make it across the street this week. I hope you have a great week. I will check in on Friday. Uh, internet service uh, hopefully provided and uh, stable enough to get the podcast up. And then I'll let you know how it went tonight. Hopefully I'll still be on the ship. Hopefully I, I won't have put together a set that is a little too much where they go, you know what? Uh, yeah, this is not for us. This is not celebrity material for us. I'm not going to be offensive. I'm not offensive. And by the way, as far as offensive is a, is a choice. I'm a black man in America and I've never been offended. I find words that people say to be insensitive. And if I explain to you how they were insensitive and then you still insist, well, that's, I'm not offended does that's just who you are? Why would I need to be offended that you are an asshole? That doesn't make any sense. So there's no reason for me to be offended. I've not taken offense. Like I said, offended is a choice. 
So I will just be me. And uh, hopefully that fits in and, and works for tonight. All information that is Lamont Ferguson centric can be found at lamontferguson.com. New episodes of the podcast every Friday. And on Mondays, now that Lewis and I are on the same time zone, that'll be easier. Uh, a good green room. 5 p.m. Eastern every Monday. Get around, we'll chat. I'll probably talk about uh, how the week is going on the cruise, everything, how everything is going. So we'll, we'll find out. So you can do all of those things. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Thanks for helping get the numbers up this week. I think we've, we've gone from seven to nine. I think there might be nine faithful, loyal listeners now. This is, this is getting a little too much is what's going on. All right, people. As always, there, there's some things I've been wrong about in my life. I'm man enough to admit that. I've got, I've got issues. I got a lot of beefs, gripes, and complaints, which some of you may not deem as being necessary. Some of you may go, that, come on, really, that? Some people that are busy saying, oh my goodness, if we just let, if we don't lock anything up, they'll just walk out with the entire store. Okay, then, then, then maybe don't do that. Maybe if you, if you think that everything in the case, if you don't put everything in cases, then people will just clean out the entire store. Then what are you doing? You opened a store for what? That's the humanity you want to help? Don't. don't. There's a lot of issues. Some I may be wrong. Some, some I'm wrong. Most of them I'm not. But sometimes the old man is right. I'll see you next week. <laughs>